All right, guys, before a message like this, uh, we always need to, you know, get a little warmed up. So what we're going to do, we're going we're to take a throwback, and we're going to play a little game that every one of y'all know. Simon Says. Nah, Bronco Baby, what? Just, just hear me. Y'all, 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 everybody knows Simon Says. Here we go. It's kids ministry tonight, baby. Y'all just, y'all just play with me. Here, guys. It's going to have a point. I got to get y'all warmed up. All right, y- y'all know how to play, right? When Simon Says do something, you do something. Man, y'all shut up, man. Miles, why? Here we go. Simon Says... Stand up. See, y'all know what's up. Yeah, peer pressure. Y'all just do it. Yeah, just do what Simon says. Simon says, sit down. All right, bet. Simon says, put up your right hand. Put it down. Ah, I got y'all little heifers. Yeah, I thought y'all knew Simon. Man, Simon. All right, we'll try it again. We'll try it again. Simon says, put it down. Man, Simon says, laugh. Simon says, stand up, turn around 360, sit back down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Simon says, switch seats with the person next to you. Go. Simon says, come grab this 20. All right, who got the 20? Give it up, JD. Yeah, my boy got baptized and he got 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's a childish game, but that's the easiest way, guys, that I can communicate. Hear me, hear me, hear me. Give it up, give it up. Y'all, y'all do know. It's an age-old game. Give it up. You know Simon. I don't even know who Simon is. Here's the thing. Guys, if I can be honest, I think God envies Simon. Hear me real quick. I think God envies Simon. Here's, here's the deal, and that is the easiest way that I could communicate. This is the kind of relationship that God desires. Without hesitation, him being able to say something to you, and you do it. See, we obey Simon. We don't even know who Simon is. We've been talking about for the last month the necessity of hearing the voice of God. Like, if, and if you're new here, I'll catch you up. If you're new, man, go back and listen to the podcast. We've been talking all about hearing the voice of God, not just like in you, but like actually hearing his voice. And we've talked about, and I'll sum it up for you, as a follower of Jesus, we've talked about that the number one most normal, natural thing for you isn't reading the Bible, isn't going to church, it's actually hearing his voice. The Bible calls us sheep, Jesus is our shepherd, and he says that my sheep will hear my voice. But you got to be careful, though, in life, because there's other voices talking. You have the enemy, and you have your own self, because we all have negative self-talk. So you need to listen up for God's voice, because when you hear the voice of God, it defines everything for you. So we've talked about that. But here's the deal. If you simply hear the voice of God and there's no application, you have missed the whole point. See, the relationship that God desires with us is that, yes, we would hear his voice, but it would be that we actually would follow through with what he says to do. Any sports players? I mean, yeah, come on, yeah, shoot, boy. Man, where my boy Dayan at? Where my boy Dayan? Boy, I'm still sweating from when I'm, boy, I got you on that. Boy, oh, my Lord, I even lost my chain. By the way, if y'all see a black pendant necklace, has my son's name on it, I would like it back. I lost it when I beat my boy Dana basketball. Here's the deal. Any coach will tell you in any sport, one of the most neglected aspects of the game is the follow-through. Now, for example, in basketball, if you want to have a more consistent shot, what do you need to do? You need to focus on the follow-through. I don't know if you've seen my wife or my mom shoot a basketball. Swear, like my son plays a little basketball better because all they're concerned to do is throwing the ball. They don't understand the, f- the focus of a follow-through. The studies will say that if you focus on the follow-through and you hold it, it actually creates the muscle memory necessary to have a more consistent shot. So if you want to be more consistent in your ability to shoot and make a shot, you've got to focus on the follow-through. 
It's the same with golf. Anybody golf? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Suck. I'm horrible. I shoot triple digits. Shut up, Nick. That is facts. But they will tell you that your success in the shot is not your ability to hit the ball. It's dependent on your ability to follow through. Because you can hit a ball and shank it. And there's a lot of people who are hearing the voice of God, and they're shanking it. They are missing it completely. But they will tell you that if you want a perfect swing, if you want to hit the ball where you need to go, you need to focus on the follow-through. It's the same in baseball. Y'all know those players, like, they're not that good enough to hit, so they got to be a P.O., you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, Billy, I love you so much, bro. I'm just playing, dog. No, no, no. So they will tell you, pitching coaches will tell you that actually the most important part not, isn't finger placement, it's the follow-through. Studies has even shown that the number one thing that will take a pitcher out is his health in, a, in his arm. So if you throw too much, whatever, that's why they're having to literally track how many pitches you throw to protect the health of your arm. Do you know what studies say actually improve the health of your arm more than anything? It's focusing on the follow-through. Because if you don't follow through on the main thing you're supposed to do, well, then you miss the point. So let me ask you, in your relationship with God, how is your follow-through? To be more specific, in your relationship with God, in the whole past month, let's say, for example, because we've been on a, on a journey, but if you're just hearing us, you can hear the voice of God, so this is for you too. In you hearing the voice of God, how well do you actually follow through with what he says to do? Because here's the point. He speaks to you for relationship, yes, but there's a dying world out there, and the only way he can save it is through you, and he does it through speech. So if you're not hearing, or if you're hearing from God and you're not moving, well, then, guys, you are missing the point, and I'm going to say this over and over again just so I can get it through your heads. Here, here, here's the main point. When it comes to hearing the voice of God, you ain't through until you follow through. I don't care what you hear. There is a follow through that you need to do. When it comes to hearing God's voice, because I'm telling you, if you listen, he will speak to you. But it's not all. Like, when he speaks to you, there's something to do. So how well is your follow through? There was this guy named James. And James, he was actually the brother of Jesus. And, and anybody got brothers or sisters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you already know there's some animosity in that relationship, right? So James, he's the brother of Jesus, and he happens to be a follower of Jesus. Look, I love you, bro. But, like, I don't care how holy you are. If you're my sibling, I'm not following you anywhere, bro. But James, he's a follower of Jesus, his brother. And that just proves, like, Jesus was who he said he was. His brother's following him. And so he's writing to these people in churches. And the people he's writing to are having this dilemma. Listen, listen. They go to church every week. They're hearing from God. And they're doing all the right things. They're, they're, they're going to church. They're listening. But nothing is changing. You know how frustrating that is? To literally go to church and you hear the truth of God's word, right? That you will hear the pastor say, build your life on it. You're listening, listening, and nothing is changing. Well, what is the point? And this is what James says. It's the very first chapter of James, and it's one of our books in the Bible in the New Testament. He says this in James 1, 25. He says, look, do not merely listen to the word. Lean in. Don't listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. What? Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror, and after looking at himself, it goes away, and he immediately forgets what he looks at. But... Now, that's a big butt, okay? I need you to stare at that butt. That's a big butt. Why are you laughing? That's a, this butt, everything is dependent on this butt right here. Why y'all grinning, bro? Y'all chilling this front? Y'all supposed to be seniors. Look, don't be like these seniors. No, I'm being for real. Listen, butt. 
Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Do you know how you learn? Like literally, studies, like scientifically speaking, do you know how you learn? 20% what you hear, and then the other 80% comes when you actually apply what you are learning. Why do you think you do homework? Now look, there are some corrupt teachers that they just like, like just to pass out homework. I don't believe in that, I mean, whatever. But it is to actually help you pass your grades. It's by applying and doing what you're learning. See, there is something to this. You cannot just hear the voice of God and think you're okay. You've got to do what he says. And we're going to get to how serious this is in a minute. We're going to get to why I'm actually spending time talking about this. Because who wants to talk about obedience? No, I want to talk about faith. I want to talk about miracles. Huh? No, if we don't talk about this, you miss the whole point of everything. Because the Bible says that many will say to me on the end times, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy? Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we do all this? And he'll say, away from me. I never knew you. So there's something to this. And we're going to get to how big of a deal this is. But he says this. He says, if you listen and you don't do anything, it's like you look in a mirror and you walk away and you forget what you look like. Now, be honest. How many times y'all look in a mirror? I'll be honest. I look at myself a lot. I'm just being real. Like, you can't have hair that looks this good. I'm just playing. Where's my boy Sam? I'm in the bathroom before. He's in there peeing. I'm, you know, I got to make sure this little, because it comes down. My boy brace. Yeah, anyways, here's the deal. You know, average um, Americans, I'm above average, will look at themselves 20 to 30 times a day in the mirror, about 7 to 10 before they get up and go to school. And I'm, guys, I'm well above average. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, yeah, but that's besides the point. Here's the deal. You look in the mirror for one of two reasons. One, you like what you see. I'm just, just going to be honest. Anybody, when you walk down a hallway, there's like a window reflection, and you just do like this? And you just know, bro. You just know, you know? And that's one of the reasons. Like, you like what you see. Like, when you go to the gym, Barlow, I see you, bro, talking about with your gray city shirt. It's like, you know, I have no thigh, like, whatever, but I can put some contour if I stand back. But I get my, you like what you see. And there's something affirming about it. And this is anybody, guys and girls, you know? But there's a second reason. It's because you need to see, number one, if you need to change or if there's something wrong with you. Has anybody walked around the house into school with a booger out their nose with some spinach in their teeth? Here, man, this is where it hits more home to me. Don't judge me. This is my disability. I'm colorblind. So I have not even kidding. I got to look in the mirror to see, number one, if I match. And number two, I got to get my wife's opinion if I match. Because a lot of times, guys, I do not match. Why do you think I'm wearing all black? Exactly. I'm colorblind. Yeah, exactly. Here's the deal. People look in the mirror for two things. Either they like what they see or they need to see if they need to change. Guys, hearing the voice of God is the same way. Listening every single week on Wednesday, it is the same thing. Because when you hear a message, when you hear something on TikTok that has something to do with Jesus, whatever, depending on how holy your for you page is. When you come on Sunday, when you listen to a podcast, the goal is not just to feed your mind with information. Because if you don't do something with it, that information stays there and you become so filled with anxiety, you don't know what to do with yourself. So many people's cause of anxiety is because they have so much information and there's no application. Like you have to get it out somehow. You see what I'm saying? And so for this, you have to hear, but you have to do. Guys, the point of the mirror, like let's say, for example, if I see my hair is completely jacked up, I see myself in the mirror and jacked up hair. Am I going to take the mirror and brush my hair? Okay, okay, but look myself in the mirror, bro, you are wearing plaid with polka dots. If y'all see me wear that, fire me, tell my pastor. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't use the mirror to change. Here's the deal. The mirror, it cues me to go and change. 
There are so many people, they're hearing the voice of God and they think because they're hearing God's voice because they're coming to church and they're listening, then they're actually good. Here's the thing, that listening should lead to doing. And it's the same in our life because here's the deal. When it comes to hearing the voice of God, you are not through until you follow through. On every single Wednesday night, every Sunday, when you hear something, there should come a moment when you say, okay, how do I need to follow through with what I just heard that I need to do? That's why I said, please, for the love of the Lord, don't try to write down everything I say. Listen for the one thing that God is speaking to you and then follow through with what he says to do, okay? Right now, I want you to stop every other thing. Listen for the one thing that God is saying to you and then simply follow through with what he says to do. The Christian life is that simple. It's that simple. The Christian life is summed up in three words. Just do it. Uh, he made a Nike slogan. He's wearing Nike. Ha, here's the deal. It's that simple, though. If you will simply hear the voice of God and do what he says, you're good. And this is where it gets serious. I'm going to do a quick test. And I do not mean this condemning. I do not mean this judgy. This is just what the Bible says. And if we don't communicate this, then we don't truly love you because we're setting you up for failure. How many of you would say that you love God? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many of you say you love God? <laughs> I love watching hands go down. It's like, thank you for being honest. You're awesome. Right? Well, how many of you follow through every time with what he says to do? Okay, because the sad news is that Jesus says that your love for God is solely dependent on your obedience. And I want to give you three verses. And this is, this is where it's like, oh, shoot. This is what Jesus says. Your love for God, it is not dependent on church attendance. Your love for God is not dependent on Bible app readings or your streaks on version. Your love for God is not in your ability to hear God's voice. Everybody can do that. Your love for God is dependent on your obedience. This is what he says. And please, this is an opportunity to grow, okay? This is not God saying, like, you're a horrible person. Hear me. That's the devil, and that's your negative self-talk. Here's the opportunity. He says this in 2 John 1, 6. And this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. John also says this in 1 John 5, 3. True love for God means obeying his commands. John 14, 15 through 17 says, and if you love me, what do you do? Hear my voice, no. Love the neighbor, no. If you love me, keep my commands. Here's the deal. Everybody in the world can hear God's voice. The demons that Jesus met, they heard the voice of God and they trembled, but they didn't follow him. The Pharisees heard the voice of God. They had conversations with him, and they spit on his face, put a crown of thorns in his head, and crucified him. Anybody can hear God's voice, but the difference is how well you follow through with what he says to do. Hear me. There's a generation dying because they're in church thinking they're good because they're only having one part. You know how frustrating it is to want to change and nothing changes? Because you're missing one side of the equation. There was a book that came out. It was called Change or Die. <laughs> that's, that's scary. It's like them weird Christians that are like, turn or burn. You're going to hell. No, homie. You ain't read your Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just weird. But in this book, his name is Alan Dutchman, and he did a study of all these people, and 90% of his people ended up in this category. He was a doctor, and what he did was every single time a patient would come in that had a terminal illness, he would say to them to the face, you are dying. That's a very loving thing to say. It's not hey, you have cancer, you're going to be okay. No, you need to let them know. So he said, if you don't change, you are going to die. Straight up. So they would hear the fact 
a life or death statement. If you don't change, you're going to die. And he said that 90% of them wouldn't change a thing. That you would think simply hearing that information was enough to make you want to change, to scare you into change, to freak you out, to coerce you, to persuade you into change. Any person, any person who scares you into a relationship with Jesus, don't listen. Any person who tries to persuade you into a relationship with Jesus, don't listen. It's the Holy Spirit's job. You'll feel it. You'll know. You're like, you, you will know. 90% of the people didn't change. And he said that 90% of the people, they suffer from what he calls a hear disease. Because they hear, but it doesn't change anything. So many people, they come to church, they hear God, but nothing changes, so they give up on God. And God's saying, you had one side of the equation correct. In any area of your life, if you want to change, and hear me, write this down. If you want to grow in any area, if you want to be a better boyfriend, better girlfriend, if you want better grades, if you want a better relationship with your parents, if you want to actually be successful, if you want your entrepreneurial business to actually start off, if you want your for you page to, to whatever, if you want, like, if, if anything in your life, do this. It's this formula. Information plus application equals transformation. I dare you to actually follow through with that, no pun intended. Information plus application equals transformation. In our language, hearing the voice of God Obeying his voice, it leads to blessing. I'm going to go back to that verse in James 1.25. In James 1.25, what did he say? It was blessing. It says this. Well, I'm going to go back to it, and then we're going to wrap this thing up and go back into one uh, song that I'm really excited about. It says this. If I can flip to my notes. You guys put it on the screen. It says this. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law, or whoever listens, leans in into the perfect law, talking about the Bible, God's voice, that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. That word blessed, it has a different meaning in the Greek. It means to be so filled with joy that people envy you. We talked about this before. It means to be so happy, so filled with life and vitality that people ask you, why are you so happy in the middle of the storm you're going through? It's because I'm actually obeying what my father told me to do. It's that simple, guys. Any area of your life where you want to grow, hear from God. My goodness, he's so good. He wants to speak to you and just do what he says. Look, there's a lot of things out there huh, that will cause you to not want to do what he says, but I'm telling you it's that simple. When it comes to hearing the voice of God, you are not through until you follow through. And I'm challenging you, lean into this because you have no idea what's on the other side of your obedience. You have no idea what's on the other side of your yes to God. See, there was a story, and EJ, you can come on out, and this girl, and, you know, she was learning to hear God's voice, you know, like we are, uh, and, you know, she was driving down the road, and God, when he speaks, he's at the most random times, and we're wrapping up with this, and she was driving down the road, and all of a sudden, she heard, because we talked about how God speaks through his word in the whisper, she heard, go to the grocery store. She's like, I already got my Walmart pickup order scheduled, why I need to, he's like, just go to the grocery store. So, all right, so she goes, and she goes to the grocery store, and she pulls up in the parking lot. She's like, all right, God, I'm here. What's next? And she feels, go inside. She's like, she don't need no groceries, but, but whatever. So she goes inside. And she's in there, and she's like, what I'm finna do in the grocery store? I don't need to get no groceries. She's walking up and down the aisles, and God speaks to her this. What would she do? God said, I need you to go up to that pickup line, aisle eight, or pickup line eight, whatever, and do a handstand. <laughs> Homie, I'm not that limber. I had done my warm-ups, but like, there was a fat line, too, you know, at this Pick up uh, a <laughs> counter. And so she's like, I'm not doing that. So she walks up and down the line. She's like up the aisles. And she's like, I'm not doing that. 
And she kept feeling, go do a handstand. God, I'm not doing that. You know how stupid I look. Go do a handstand. She's like, okay, right? She rationalizes it. So she goes up. She's, <laughs> I, I, I was, <laughs> was going to demonstrate. Y'all, I'm not trying to embarrass y'all cheerleaders out there. Boy, I'll show y'all. Here's the deal. So she goes up. I'm just playing. I will rip these skinny pants. She does a handstand, and the clerk loses her mind, bro. Like the clerk balls crying. And she thinks like she offended her or something, you know, like that she, her religion don't allow gymnastics or something. So she gets up and the clerk is like looking at her weird. And she's like, who told you to do that? She's like, what? And she looks at her and she said, I don't know who told you to do that. But last night I prayed to, to God and I said, God, I am done. I've, I've, I've had it. I cannot go anymore. If you love me, prove it. And then she got smart with God. Have somebody tomorrow come and do a handstand in my store. And here you are. You know how easy it would have been to rationalize away that voice? You have no idea the miracle that's on the other side of your obedience. Do you know why it's so hard to just do it? Because you're looking at you. Your obedience is not about you. Look, here's the thing. If you step out and you fail, you succeed because you now know what God doesn't sound like. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to hearing the voice of God, it is a whole lot easier to push a car that is in drive than one that is in park. Here's the deal. If you you guys don't get this, there is no point. Because even the demons here Even the Pharisees heard, it's not just enough to hear until I'm telling you the sweetest voice you'll ever hear is your Father in Heaven's voice. But it's when you step out and do what He tells you to do because hearing the voice a lot of times that confirms and affirms you, I'm His son. But when you step out and do what He tells you to do, you realize that God actually can use you. Have you ever been used by God to meet a need in somebody else's life? I can tell you the story about the time that I'm speaking to my 300-pound friend. We're washing dishes in Chick-fil-A. And he tells me the story about how he lives in a house with 11 of his, uh, of his grandparents and all this stuff. And he's never slept on a bed in his entire life. And God said, buy him a bed. I said, sir, I ain't got money for that. We bought him an air mattress. This cat picked me up, did all this. It's not about me. Have you ever been used by God to do something? Has God ever spoke to you, hey, go pray for that person? And you didn't do it? You know that feeling? God doesn't hate you. There's not guilt, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but it's like when you miss an opportunity. It's like when you miss a tackle. It's like there's another play. Ah, God, but you missed it. It's like when you missed a shot because he didn't follow through. That's fine, there's another shot. There will always be. That's the cool thing about God, he'll always give you another opportunity. But if you actually just do what he says to do, the joy that comes to you, because I'm telling you, the life that you wanna live, the blessed life, we talked about a couple weeks ago, the life of transcendence is actually getting out of your own head and doing what he says to do. There's such a joy for that, for you. And I don't know what is your follow through. I don't know what that thing is that God's been speaking to you. I don't know for you if that's, you know, God's saying that you need to forgive that person and mend that relationship because forgiveness isn't about that person, it's about your heart. I don't know if God's been saying that, man, you should probably stop watching that because it's actually hurting you. I don't know if if God is saying, man, give my word one more try because it'll 
gives you life. I don't, I don't know if it's, man, to finally invite that one person that you know needs it to church, but you're actually too scared to talk to them. It's not about you. It's about their soul and their heart. I don't know for you if it's to, man, to sign up for the weekend because this is not about an event. This is about having a life-changing encounter with the living God. I don't know if it's, man, signing up for water baptism. I don't know if it's saying yes to God. I don't know what your follow-through is, but I'm telling you, do not live a life of listening. Live a life of doing. You know how much better it is to actually step out and fail than to never have stepped out at all? It's a game changer because in the kingdom of God, you can't fail. The Bible says he's ordered your steps. The Bible even says that you'll fall. Why else would he say that he'd be there to catch you? He knows you'll fall. So why not try? That's what a relationship is. Stepping out, failing, and doing better the next time. And so we're about to go into this song. It's called uh, Too Good to Not Believe. And what I love about God is, man, when you know how good he is, obedience is easy. Like when you know that he wants the best for you, obedience comes natural. And so what I want you guys to do, I want you guys to stand up and you can stay where you are, you can come up front, whatever. But as we go into this song, I want you to think about whatever that thing is that God is saying to you. Whatever that thing is for you, whatever that follow through is for you. And I want to challenge you guys as we go into this song to think about whatever that is and go ahead and say yes in your heart to whatever that is. And then we're going to close up. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for tonight. God, we thank you for your goodness. God, we thank you that we get to sit here and worship you. And I pray right now in Jesus' name that these students, God, that they would not settle for simply hearing, but they would step out and they would begin to obey what you say that it will go beyond just hearing your voice coming to a worship experience, but they would actually take this to Thursday, to Tuesday, so their friends, their family could see what God's doing in them so they can have hope for what you could do in them. God, we pray in this moment, guide us in Jesus' name.